0: The High Regard Show. It's. It makes my throat hurt to talk about it at this point in time. It's crazy.
1: It should make your. It should make your throat hurt.
0: (laughs) Why? Because it made your ears hurt.
1: (laughs) I was just gonna say that was
0: exactly what I was going to say.
1: (laughs) Check out the High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. Mm, mm,
0: mm, mm, Yeah. Yeah
1: mm Hello. mm yeah hello nun hello 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 nun hello. hello hello, hello.
0: Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show.
1: In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem.
0: Way up on the third floor.
1: Moving on up.
0: Yeah, I'm getting there gradually. Someday. I guess. <laughs> so, we should like let everybody know that this is, what, now our fourth official attempt at trying to record yes, this show? Yes,
1: yes. This is... Take four of episode three.
0: (laughs) We're in a day two. I know that for sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if it's just, it's so, it's a lot harder than I thought that it would be. Just putting a mic in our face and talking. We talk all the time. Like when we're not doing this, we're constantly talking about everything.
0: Yeah, but I think that like in a situation like that, we are also like doing it in bursts. So it'll be like a bunch of talking, and then it'll be like, all right, a break, and then it's like a bunch of talking, then a break. Where here, it's like, we gotta consistently keep it up for a while, man. Yeah,
1: there's no dead air.
0: Yeah, you I mean... You can't have any dead air. I mean, there we, is dead air, but you so can't do have it. We have dead, dead air, and then you turn around and say, what is there, a ghost behind me? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, I have to look. <laughs> no, there's not, there's not. Oh, no, not this time. <laughs> we can't go back there. <laughs> so um, last night's show we tried to do was going to be a lot heavier than today's show that we're going to try to do, which we abandoned. I figured we'd give both shows at least two goes before we abandoned them. Yeah. But um, we tried doing gun control, but at the end of the day, we feel that It's maybe... not
1: a con- it's, it's not a topic that we want to really dive into.
0: It's not. Because Nikki believes nobody wants to hear her opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean why would you want to hear like who gives a shit? Like
0: I don't know, that's the whole point I would think, is that people who don't know you want to learn about where I stand
1: on gun control because I'm scared of ghosts. (laughs) Yes, that's someone who you should probably put on the ballot come (laughs) next November. (laughs) Listen,
0: I'm not saying you're going to get any votes, but what I am saying is that I think that like we have like our I guess mental voyeurs in a way where we want to know what other people are thinking just to gauge our own sanity. True. So maybe that's not a bad thing, like you know, if we did that. But having done it and listening to it last night, I realize. You were right. We should not do the gun control show.
1: And it ended with a horrific story that I saved you from.
0: It's always, you are just.
1: I'm the savior.
0: You're the Jesus of podcasting.
1: I am. I am.
0: I feel like that alone should get us a lot of followers. (laughs) Because people love that guy.
1: They do. They do love the J. They do love the J. They do. But there was a horrific story about <laughs> ducks that I saved you from. So I think Tom is going to have a thing with words that end in uck. Because <laughs> there's Starbuck and there is duck.
0: Yes. And next week we'll talk about some kind of tragedy muck. with a truck or something uh, along those right, lines, yeah. which would be good.
1: Yeah. And I went right to muck, I went right to like swampy muck.
0: I'm not going to any swamps anytime soon. You don't know that. Oh, believe me, I know. Unless you plan on, like, rolling me into one. I'm not <laughs> going to one, so that's how that's going to work out. And if we got to do one more take of this show, maybe next week's show will be about muck. <laughs> I'll
1: be reporting live as Tom's <laughs> body is going down into the muck. <laughs> Splashing into mud, just slowly
0: slipping under.
1: Because, oh my, and I'm picturing it almost like quicksand.
0: Which we had discussed a while ago. We
1: did discuss that a while
0: ago. Where the hell did quicksand go? And, like,
1: it was, like, who said that? Wasn't it John Mulaney? Like, yeah, it was John Mulaney during one of his comedy shows, and he was like, I always thought that quicksand was going to be a much bigger problem because when you're a kid, you know, especially, like, in our age bracket because we're about the same age as John Mulaney, Pitfall was a huge game because it was one of the first video games. So Pitfall made it seem like you could walk into quicksand at any time. And I remember when John Mulaney had that skit, we both looked at each other and were like, seriously, like, where does one find quicksand?
0: Well, that's the thing. Where was it in the first place? And, and how did it go away? Exactly. Was it just jungles? I think that... We tried to look it up once and we figured that it was just like in South America and like I think you had said maybe someplace in Florida might have some quicksand. (laughs) But I feel like they just whoever's in charge of these things just changes the words from like quicksand to sinkhole. Even though I know that's a sinkhole like
1: quicksand.
0: I'm thinking it might be, but instead of being like enough to just swallow a small exhibitioner.
1: It takes down a whole
0: house or a car or something like that. But doesn't it seem like that's kind of like what quicksand is?
1: Kind of. I mean, the Earth just kind of like... Yeah. It just like falls down onto itself. I mean, (laughs) it's kind of creepy when
0: you think about it. It really is weird to think that the Earth could eat you, in essence. But like, I never got it, though. Because even in the movies, because a whole different generation thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I may remember some stuff, I more than you, but, like, I would say that our young medicinal using crowd might look (laughs) at it and say, like, what the hell are you even talking about? We don't know what quicksand is.
1: We don't even know what pitfall is. Atari,
0: what is that? (laughs) Exactly. But it's a matter of just, like, picture, like, if you were walking in sand, and then you would just basically just... I guess gets I swallowed up by it. I think people
1: know what quicksand is. I mean, don't you think that's... Is it... It's... No.
0: I'm, I don't think so. I just think that we take for granted that quicksand's a thing.
1: People, do you know what quicksand is?
0: Yeah, you should totally write in and let us know. Let us know. Us know. So you understand. Social
1: media, at it's, High Regard Show. Email. Let them know our email.
0: It's uh, highregardshow at gmail.com. At gmail.com. com. Yeah. And I think I'm not going to spell it out this week like I did last week.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the spelling lesson is over. Now right. we are talking about geography. Because this That's is it. geography, isn't it? It's, I guess so. And where like... you
0: can find quicksand, I guess, is part of the, today's <laughs> lesson. Or why you would want to find quicksand in the first place. Mm-hmm. But here's why I think that. I
1: think I would throw things in it.
0: But how would you know? Because You're just walking and all of a sudden you're sinking.
1: It's too late. Yeah, by the time I realized I was near a quicksand patch, I would be. It would be too late.
0: You'd be up to your neck by the time you figured it out.
1: Yeah, because I think like the more you struggle, the more it like sucks you in.
0: It just doesn't make sense. Like there has to be an edge or something that you can. Like if I can understand if you're running I and mean, then all of a sudden you realize, oh, I'm halfway in the middle of this thing and there's nothing around and I'm sinking. But if you're just walking through the jungle and you step in it. Couldn't you just quickly just turn around backwards and grab onto the edge? You're only one step away. I don't know, Tom. Mm, that's weird.
1: I feel like we need to like ask someone about it.
0: I think we should, but we let's don't... hunt
1: down Neil deGrasse Tyson. Even though this is not his
0: or Indiana Jones, I think you could buy a let's better go shot with Indiana with Jones. Indy. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. in space now, so he's not going to be back for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he's back in space again. This guy. But here's why I think people don't know what quicksand is. Because a few years back, right, I used to work in this development. And it wasn't doing my normal creative stuff. It mm-hmm. was just like working with kids. Somebody allowed me to do that job once. Ridiculous. That is... Scary. Scary. And enlightening.
1: And you do have children. So that is even, <laughs> The fact that it's frightening is even more
0: frightening. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But it's a matter of... Um, I remember working with these kids once and somebody had said something about the Hulk or somebody said something about like being really strong and I was like, oh, like the Hulk mm-hmm. and I was meaning the wrestler, Hulk Hogan not like, <laughs> and, and, and I think it was something like it was like, you know, two kids like screwing around and like one like took the other one down like in a wrestling move and I'm like, oh, it's like the Hulk and they were like, oh, like the comic book character, the Hulk because I'm really strong and I was like, no, you knucklehead. It was like a wrestling move, like Hulk Hogan. They had no idea who Hulk Hogan was. And I feel like that should be an easy one, since he was around fairly recently, like on MTV and stuff. Like, Yeah,
1: like he had a reality show. and
0: Yeah, it's not like he went away like in the 90s and didn't do anything. Like, He's always been kind of around, and still in the news every once in a while with like his divorce and things like yeah, that. Yeah, and he just
1: had some serious allegation or something against him, and I don't remember what it was.
0: I don't hope it's not steroid use. <laughs> like, <No. laughs> who cares at this point? <laughs> but, you know, the the WWE just frowns upon the illegal use of steroids, but it winds up being that, like, you know, you look at it, and you're like going, who the hell wouldn't know who Hulk Hogan was? But you just kind of Kids forget. It's born that...
1: after 1990.
0: <laughs> but it's weird, man. It's very weird. So Quicksand, I feel, is a lot older than that. <laughs>
1: But you'd think with, like, as we're depleting the Earth, that, like, quicksand would kind of come, like, it would start being more of a thing. As, like, people are, like, bulldozing jungles and the rainforest and stuff like that. But, I mean, what the hell do we know? Because we don't even know where the hell you find quicksand.
0: Yes, as we we have said on three previous versions of this (laughs) show this week, we are not experts on anything.
1: That was a message from our legal team.
0: Yes, they wanted us to make sure, and the most we can do to keep those people away from our recordings, the better.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) So, we will not be talking about anything in expertise area.
1: Yes, figure it out on your own if you want to really know. Google it.
0: Unless it's about ghost encounters, in which case. Well, ghost
1: encounters, I mean, I'm...
0: <laughs> Absolutely an expert on it. Because they to, just creep up behind I, you. You're always have on guard. I to look again. I'm
1: always on guard. On guard.
0: <laughs> uh, and it's not just because it's the month of October. It's just because, you know.
1: I'm always on guard. You thing. never know. It is my thing. Like, I'm mm-hmm. always like.
0: See, it's like the news of the weird.
1: It is like news of the weird.
0: But let's talk about people of the weird.
1: Yes, Tom, that was a perfect segue. Ah, well, you know.
0: <laughs> I feel like each week I get the segues get a little better. Or we each take throughout the weekend like you know like if you add up all of our shows we're on show number 53 well,
1: <laughs> three weeks in we're on yeah. show
0: 53 <laughs> that's right we're already a year into this and you guys just don't realize it
1: we just celebrated our anniversary Woo! thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the, one thing that happens in our city is we tend to run into people that we don't know even though like we try not to make eye contact we try not to like talk Mm -hmm. to people, like, I think it's just like a normal New York thing where you're like, I just want to get to work, I don't want to make a new friend on the way there, I just want to do what I do and get the hell back home.
1: Right, and I mean, um, yeah, we just kind of, I don't know if it's because if we have kind faces, I mean, you have a kind face, I know I have just a horrific resting bitch face, which I'm totally owned up to, and... And still I accept it I still I accept it So I don't know If it's just like We look like easy marks Or if we just Have something That they pick
0: up on See And I just think I feel like So black inside Most days where I'm like, on how is that not projecting out? <laughs> like, can you not <laughs> see
1: I'm dead inside? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look into my dead eyes. Like I, doll's eyes.
0: <laughs> I got nothing for you, but yet you still feel the need <laughs> to like come from across the train and sit down next to me and start telling me your weird story. And it's like like,
1: like what weird story did this person slide across a train seat? And...
0: Look, we'll get to my weird story, but I think first we have to talk about your weird story because yours had a lot more build-up. Okay. Yours definitely, uh, yours is like a a, a mystery.
1: It is like a mystery. It was like a little mystery needing to be unfolded.
0: So, I'll talk about my story, but first I would like it if you would share your story. Okay. Because it's like a a, a tale of social media, like spying and,
1: and... And of global proportions.
0: Oh, yeah. It's like crazy James Bond stuff with a wiener dog and (laughs) Politically incorrect t-shirt.
1: All right. So a few weeks ago, I was sitting outside of the Washington Square Dog Park, as I do, because it's a great place to just dog watch. I love it. So I'm sitting there and I'm just enjoying it. And I'm, wait- I'm actually waiting for you to get out of work, because you work near there. And I'm just sitting on our usual bench, staring into the dog park, and just watching dogs frolic. You know, there was a bit of a dog rape situation happening. Where like A
0: bit of? I heard it was insane.
1: It was insane. It was almost like a dog centipede kind of situation, <laughs> which...
0: <laughs> With or without Brie Olson.
1: She could have been there. I mean, I'm assuming she I might have I think you there. would have known. <laughs> I think you would have known if I'm, Brie Olson was there.
0: Yes, I would have gotten a Google alert. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Get your ass to the dog park. That's There's right. some crazy shit going down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Brie Olson's in the middle of it. That would be the key word. Oh, the IT <laughs> department must love me there. So, go on.
1: So, I'm just sitting there, and this I see this elderly woman come out of the dog park. And, like, you have to, like, go into this like inner chamber of the fence close the door behind you then you open the one to let you out and then you close it behind you because they don't want like dogs running you know because a dog could very easily get out so I see this woman and she's kind of like struggling a little bit because she has like a walker and then she comes out like onto the sidewalk of the park and I just look and I was like oh my gosh that's cute like she has like the little walker and it's like the kind that has the little seat on it. And sitting on that seat is like a hot dog dog like he's like brown and black and he's just sitting there proudly like all right let's go let's roll you know like (laughs) let's go home man I'm ready to go and he's just sitting there he's like perfectly fine and I just look up and I find myself staring at this woman's chest because emblazoned across her black t-shirt in big chunky white letters are the words Putin is my sex slave.
0: Is it true?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I was getting like, very, what is like, the story secretive. behind it? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, holy shit. And I like look around and there's people that are walking by because there are people always sit on those benches because who doesn't want to sit near the dog park? It's one of the greatest parts of this the park and the city just sitting outside of a dog park watching dogs frolic. Mm. And everybody's like, and people are trying to, like, surreptitiously take pictures. And I was like, I didn't want to be one of those assholes, but I was like, I really need to take a picture of this. But by the time I finally was just like, all right, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to be one of those assholes and just snap a picture of this old woman with this T-shirt, she had already, like, wa- like kind of, like, walked down the path. So I did the next best thing, and I just sent out on social media that I just saw an old woman wearing a T-shirt that said, Putin is my sex life.
0: And right there, that could be the end of the story. And
1: that could be, that very well, it's the end of the story so many times.
0: But it's just the beginning, isn't it? It's
1: just the beginning. Like, the gate to the dog park (laughs) is just starting to open. (laughs) (laughs) So, I tell you about it, and we were just like, oh my, you're like, holy shit, that's crazy. And then we just forget about it. Until, like, three or four days later, I'm checking my social media accounts, and I see a tweet from this woman. And it's, Hey Nikki <laughs> I'm that old lady Do you like my t-shirt or something like that <laughs> Like something along those lines And I was like oh my god that woman just found me I feel so bad Because I think I said that she- A very old woman was. <laughs> you said,
0: you said very did say old. Very. She corrected you and just said old <laughs> Yeah she did
1: and I was like oh my god I'm a horrible person So I said I did what you know What I have to do And I just said I'm a journalist I would love to talk to you And she said absolutely so, earlier this week, we met outside the Washington Square Dog Park. <laughs>
0: no ulterior motive there at all. None, sure, of course, at her. all.
1: I figured she had to take her dog to the park, and well, and you've I put, been
0: trying since I you were been... age five when you first came to the city. To try to get into a, a New York dog park?
1: I mean, it's almost, it, it's got to be almost like heaven, just to have, like, I, I, I imagined that, like, when I got inside the, the golden gates, proverbial, the proverbial golden gates, that they would all just flock to me, and they would just, like, overtake me, and just, I would be suffocated by adorable dogs.
0: But isn't it weird that both of your afterlife scenarios, this heavenly gate thing, and the one that's more likely a reality... Both smell like shit after you walk (laughs) through the gates. Probably, there's
1: probably something there that's (laughs) metaphoric.
0: Yes, I'm I'm sure hell does not smell like flowers and (laughs) neither does the dog park, so.
1: No, that it does not. (laughs) That it does not. So, we get inside the gates and we, like, she takes her walker and she strolls over to a bench and her dog just like leaps from her walker onto the bench and he's just looking around like a ship captain with a telescope like up on the crow's nest you know just like what's going on I'm going to survey the land and the dog's name is Frenchy F-R-E-N-C-H-Y that was the name that he had when she got him and he is what she called a dorky
0: because he's dumb?
1: no he's not dumb like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> he's, he's not a dork either he is a mix of a Yorkie and a dash hound, which is what I call it a, a hot dog dog.
0: A literal dorky.
1: He is literally a dorky. Oh. But he looks exactly like a hot dog dog. Because I th- which is for the better if you ask me, because I think a Yorkie is just a hideous dog. <laughs> in my humble opinion. <laughs>
0: dog race a man is finest. <laughs> I'm a
1: doggist. <laughs> so he just gets there, you know, he hops up and he's we, And then he just, he takes off, and then he's just running around, and he kept coming back to us, like, and peeking up at us, being like, are you guys okay? And then, like, he would just, like, run around and just was playing with everybody. So I get to talking with this woman, whose name is Lorraine Borey. Um, And I asked her, you know, how long, how did this start? How did this t-shirt thing start? Because as we were walking into the dog park, this woman was coming out, sans dog, so she must have known somebody that was in the park because you were not allowed to be in the park if you don't have a dog.
0: It's more protective than children. I feel yeah. like you can get away with sneaking in a children's park more than you can sneak into getting into a dog park in Yeah, I think.
1: Like, you could just kind of, like, sit there and be like...
0: Yeah, my kid's running around, but in a dog park, everybody yeah. just watches when you walk in. Yeah, that's life.
1: creepy. I'm not going to be able to look at kids playing in, like, the tot lots and stuff like that. Just Or
0: and, like, just scoping of... out, like, everybody <gasps> that's Ew. there, like, who's the pedophile?
1: Oh, yeah, like, oh, my God. But if
0: you go there alone looking around for the pedophile, you're... I'm kind of, kind of, a of like the, the pedophile.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm stalking the pedophile, and I think that might be worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I'm looking for a pedophile here in this children's body.
1: <laughs> I, too, am a pedophile. But mine is spelled P-E-T, not P-E-D. <laughs> yes,
0: you're a different kind of yes. pet-ophile.
1: Pet, pet, pet. <laughs> <laughs> so, she basically started these, these t-shirts, this... Like, she, was, she always was a very radical person, she said. Um, and you're going to be able to read the story. Like, you're going to read way more detail, probably, um, in a story that we're going to post on Wednesday at HighRegardShow.com. And it'll also be found on all of our social media at HighRegardShow. And she said these t-shirts started when nyu which you know its campus kind of like envelopes washington square park in the village now it does but now it didn't it always right it didn't always and when they were starting because she's lived in the village for more than 30 years she said
0: which means that she is worth way more than what she started yeah, <sighs> yeah. oh my god imagine.
1: she is a lucky duck <laughs> yes she is <laughs> Not like the ducks that you worked with,
0: but Please. lucky <laughs> I'm going to have bad dreams again. Let's not even go to it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, So she started these t-shirts when NYU started kind of plucking buildings up around Washington Square Park because they kind of wanted to, and I didn't live there then, but like the impression that I've got, because again, we're not experts, The impression that I got was that the school kind of wanted to encompass Washington Square Park as part of its campus. And it technically is. I mean, you have some, like, it's right there.
0: There are more students there than there is anything else. And Washington Square Park owns so, like, if they had their way, they would have just owned the entire village if they could have Mm -hmm. gotten away with it. But with that being said, before NYU started buying up huge clumps of land and turning it into, like, their whole campus area... Mm -hmm. That whole area was crap, man. Like, right. I mean... it. Which is a, always
1: the case. It's like, like New York,
0: typical New York, where it has its charm, but for the most part, like, the progress has cleaned it up a lot.
1: Right, yeah. So. I mean, I mean, it has. And I mean, like, that even happened. Like, that's not just unique to New York. I mean, I remember when, you know, I was working in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, where there was a college campus, and there were all these, like, burnt-out buildings, you know, because I think we had gotten into the coal mining situation, but like a lot of these buildings, like <laughs> <What>? <laughs> didn't we get into coal mining at one point on one of these shows?
0: I think we did, but I don't know if it made it to it the It might air not ever. have been.
1: All right. But we like, did talk
0: about coal mining too. Yeah. Some point. And
1: like the area had gotten like <laughs> devastated by this flood and everything. So like a lot of buildings didn't come back up. So there's two colleges that are there. And one of them bought up like a bunch of these just like broken down buildings and actually made it into these beautiful buildings. And I remember there was so much pushback from the local residents and it's like i sometimes don't get it because would you rather see this shitty building with broken windows and like you know just crumbling like would you rather see that or would you rather see a school put a building that's going to get used there
0: well what they don't want is the kids they're like oh we want we uh, want i
1: always forget about the kids oh, that's it it's college kids
0: so i mean like i think like what most residents i mean it's here in new york like pretty much same thing like in the wilkes Barre area it's a matter of these people, they want their property values to go up, because they're like, please. But the, in
1: their way, in
0: their way, like we want it developed, but we don't want too much traffic. We don't mm-hmm. want. Kids. We want things to
1: stay the same, but make it better.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and it's kind of like, well, you can't have it both ways, and things aren't going to continually decline if there's a good investment opportunity. Sure. So people are gonna come in, and they're gonna do what they gotta do to like make it better, and people are gonna complain no matter what, and sometimes they're justified.
1: Right. I mean, every there's two sides to every to every story. And, like, if you walk around Washington Square Dog Park right now, or well, I always say Washington Square Dog Park, but do, it's actually, it's, it's Washington <laughs> Square Park. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Your emphasis is always in the wrong place it when is, it comes to the park. <laughs> it
1: is. It is. But if you walk around there, like, it's a really pretty part of the city. And part of it is because of these really pretty, like, NYU buildings, because, like, they didn't, they look like they've been there forever. But when NYU was buying these buildings, she like this Lorraine, she had like a lot of she had a lot of thoughts about it. So she would walk around the village <laughs> wearing T shirts that said, I used to live in Greenwich Village and now I live in NYU village and she'd go to these meetings that like, you know, local council, council. meetings yeah. I guess or I I don't know what 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 it's called at you know, at this point. Um but she would go there, and people would just be like, I love those T-shirts. I love those T-shirts. So,
0: She made them herself? She made them jerks. herself, yeah. Does she sell them?
1: She does. Um, well, the ones that she has now, like she doesn't sell a lot of them, um, but I'll have the website for you. Oh, very um, cool. I'm, yeah, so she does sell them on a website, but she doesn't sell a lot of them. She said that most people see these shirts and then like go and make them on their own, which I think is just horrible.
0: Well, people are dirtbags. Yeah,
1: people are dirtbags.
0: And you know the whole field of creativity is just a bunch of stealing anyway, really. So. Right,
1: exactly. Which is what she thought that, like, NYU was doing to Washington Square Park. Because she <sighs> thought that they were, like, stealing the village, you know? In a way. But she said she loved, like, people would just constantly talk to her and just tell her, like, we love what you do and everything. So she just said, I had a blast. Like, I totally had a blast. Then she turned her sights on someone who is always in the news, Donald Trump.
0: Was Trump her first personal target. I think so. It, okay. it
1: seemed like that was the first one that like she just she mentioned him way before because he wanted to build I guess this like big residential building down in the village and it was going to be like thirty five stories and if you ever see like that section of the city,
0: there's quaint. It's quaint. No, it's it's, quaint. Yes. Yeah.
1: Like it really like harkens back to the early days of the city because there's not a lot of skyscrapers there's not there's not a lot of buildings that go over i mean i I would think that the tallest building down there might be like the dorms because like some of the dorms for nyu are really really huge but trump wanted to build this like big hotel so she kind of went after trump and she would make a (laughs) t-shirt and the t-shirt said back then trump is a spoiled brat and she would wear these to his apartment buildings, and like just stand outside. She's like, I, I wouldn't do anything. Like I'd just stand there, and people would come out of the buildings. Like she'd go to his office buildings, she'd go to his apartments because he owns real estate all over the city, and just stand there. And people would come out of the building, going, "I love your T-shirt. That's hilarious." Like, people that live there. People that lived there. I, people that <laughs> might have worked there, maybe I don't know. But like people would come out, and she absolutely, just people would eat her up. Like these T-shirts. <laughs> Then she started doing some of the Republican stuff once, like, Obama was running for president and everything. She went after Mitt Romney. And people, and she would wear, like, Mitt, I think, I think Mitt is my sex slave was one of them that she had. Um, and people would start being like, Can you, will you get my picture? Because by then, cell phones were so much more available and, like, you could take, like, pictures and stuff like that. So people would just be like, Oh my God, like, you know, that invasive, like.
0: Yeah, because before that, Unless you were a tourist. You right. weren't walking around with a camera. And cameras did, and cameras weren't in phones, really, back right, then. Right, yeah. So, so.
1: so now she's like, people are like, oh, my God, can I take a picture of that? So she said, she started, there was a little bit where she would charge, like, a dollar for a photo. And then she said it just got to be too much of a pain to, like, deal with the money. So she was like, it was more fun just letting these people take their pictures with me. But one woman paid her $10 for, like, a Mitt Romney is my sex slave t-shirt. Like, for a picture with her, because she was like, "I love what you do, because everybody loves to hate the Republicans for good except reason. for your mom, well, no, yeah, exactly, <laughs> which is why, when I was sitting and talking with this woman, I think I was with her for maybe like fifteen, twenty minutes, like it just a you know just a couple minute conversation, I felt so comfortable with her because once I started talking with her, she is my mother,
0: but exactly she's of a, a bizarre, yeah,
1: she's a bizarre world, my mom." <laughs> Like, and I think, like, if these two women ever met, and, like, they're so similar in so many ways, and, like, just if they ever got together, it would be, like...
0: The odd couple.
1: It would be the odd couple, but it would also be, like, I think the world would implode. Like, oh, my God, sinkholes. And, like, if <laughs> sinkholes and...
0: Would just <laughs> open up and swallow themselves. Just swallow,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, they, like the whole world would just implode, because, like, these two people are now, like, clicked in together, and the world has come to an end. <laughs>
0: Let's not get it to that point. <laughs> that would
1: be too much. So once that stuff started, um, so she kind of retired after Obama was elected. She retired the Romney shirt and turned her sights to Putin.
0: What made her turn to Putin? I mean, you know, is there something that stood out or is it just like, hey, I saw him on the news. I think that I'm going to get like a lot of people ask me for a photo. The
1: thing that pisses her off the most about Putin, I think is the fact that he doesn't like his stance on gays like she says she said who the hell is he to tell someone who they are to love and it's true because russia has extremely hard like thoughts anti-gay. against yes very anti gay i mean there is a st- I, I, there was a story that i worked on last year about how transgenders aren't allowed to have drivers licenses in russia like that's crazy so he she really takes issue with that and rightly so but another thing that pisses her off so much is how many people, including my mother, who find him attractive.
0: But why would she care if this? If because he's a horrible person. Yeah, he... but it doesn't make you not attractive. If I, I bet, if you had conversations with so many models, you'd be like, "Oh my God, they're horrible." We know people now that are just like moderately attractive that are so spoiled, mm-hmm. where it's like you are a horrible person. So why would you let that get to you to a point where you're like, I'm willing to make a t-shirt against? Because
1: I think it's just because he's always in the news with his, his, his shenanigans. You know what I mean? So he's just like, it's not that he's an easy target, but he is an easy target because he is a horrible person. So she thought she started seeing things and it was so funny because she said to me that she just happened to be researching S&M
0: and she said- "How how old would you say she is?
1: I I don't know. Like she's gotta be in her sixties, I'd say. Like I, I wasn't gonna ask her, like because no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying, a woman I'm and it. you I cannot. I guess ask. no, well, Exactly. Yeah, just I'd say like I'd say like her late fifties, early sixties, maybe. I I don't know. I'm not very good at judging age.
0: She's one of those people who waited a long time to research that whole Fifty Shades thing. <laughs> like I feel like that's something that you kind of like pick up on, like in your twenties. At least by your thirties, you're done. But at sixty, to all of a sudden be like start researching S&M.
1: Yeah. And, and she was saying that, like, these powerful men, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, she as she was researching this, she started thinking, like, these powerful men, I wonder if they get their jollies off that way. And that's kind of where, like, the sex slave shirt came from. I, I don't remember exactly what the, the Mitt Romney one was, but, like, I think Putin was definitely the first um, sex slave shirt that she had. So she was like, I bet you, like, that's how they get their... You know, like, they're jollies off by getting S M and things. So that's If where... she's saying
0: jollies, she has to at least be 60.
1: Yeah. So she's, <laughs> she's definitely, I would say, in that, like, age bracket. Um And she said, so what would be the exact opposite of what he does? Because she said, you see him, he, his wives are always so much younger than him. What would be the exact opposite? A fat old broad like me. So then she puts this T-shirt on and suddenly she has a political statement. And it's funny. It's really, really funny.
0: And it's New York Creative, where it's right. like, you are now a walking billboard for what you stand against.
1: Exactly. And she just walks, and she loves it. Like, she's such a little ham. Like, it's it's adorable. And, you know, she just does her thing, and it's really, like, you, you, you respect it a lot. Because she's just doing something that she just, she has something to say, and she's saying it.
0: That is awesome. The only thing that's so weird about that story is the fact that she stalked you and was able to find you. I know. <laughs> after a tweet to a point where you were meeting her in a park. Just an opportunity to get into the dog section of the park.
1: It just worked. It was serendipitous. It was, it was almost like the gods of dogs was shining upon me to say, you need to say something about this woman because <laughs> I will have her find you and then get you in the park. And it was actually awesome. Like, you know, aside from talking to her, I'm sitting there and her dog kept running up. I was petting him and then like this other dog, like this like... I forget what it was Like a shepherd dog of some sort Just came out of nowhere And stuck his face on my knee And left a disgusting Wet Sandy Tennis ball
0: (laughs) What did you expect?
1: And I was like, "Oh my god, that's so gross." But I'm like, I really don't want you to leave, so I picked it up and I threw it, and then he kept bringing it back as, you know. And I was like, "This is awesome." And then I was petting him and then like this boxer came out of nowhere and I was just like, "Oh my god, like this is ah." And I'm trying to talk to her because like I'm still interviewing her and I'm just like looking around and I'm like reaching one hand out trying to pet like every dog that's passing. So it was like it was a very like it was a very intense situation. <laughs>
0: Well, you're lucky the, the dog gods obviously were smiling on you because anybody else probably would have went for this meeting and wound up in the back of a van. <laughs> 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 because, I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, it's a little bit insane it that is a little bit insane. somebody like anonymously reached out to you like, hey, this is me. Come meet. Where do you want to meet? Do you like dogs? I like dogs. It was hey, my idea. I, I, I'm sure it was. not they're <laughs> like, oh, yeah, let's meet by the dog park. Oh, my dog hurt its foot. Meet me, you know.
1: Help me carry it to this van. <laughs> Help me carry
0: it to this van, or I can't get it out of the van. It's in the way back, in that back corner. <laughs> I can't get to it. I'm old, so yeah. You're lucky it worked out the way it did. The story better be worth it. Oh my God. <laughs> no pressure. If it's not, you can always throw in like you know, the attack that we just discussed. <laughs> 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 what the hell? So.
1: How, so that was my story. And yes. now let's talk about how the train gods smiled upon you recently.
0: The train gods never smile on
1: <laughs> me. Like, <they're> not at <laughs> no They smite point. you. <laughs>
0: they totally do. And they know, like, how inner bad that I am, I think. And they just like going, let's find a way to get back at you somehow. <laughs> so, you know, my story not nearly as exciting as yours. Because I had no dogs. Just... You know older people involved mm-hmm. that's the only thing our story has in common the, uh, you went to somebody you sought out a story this guy came up to me and asked me if i wanted a new job I, he did and that's basically you know the whole gist of it um we went to a hockey game to see the islanders play in their home opener in brooklyn and as we were coming back home I had just finished a conversation with my daughter last week about not talking to strangers. <laughs> because there's like this new phenomenon on the trains, I feel like, that's just been starting over the last couple of months where people are starting to get little lippy on the train. Not chatty. in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, chatty. Just walking around Chatty up Cathy's. Yeah, they sit next to you and they're like, hey, what? they've been, like, I would say probably three times in the last month or so, mm-hmm. people have been, like, sitting down in the same aisle as her and, like, hey, what are you reading? Because she does homework on the train yeah. to and from New Jersey. And she'll sit there and she'll start to tell people, like, oh, this is the book that I'm reading whatever. And then, like, it always ends with, like, a business card or an email address. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: Asking for her phone number, her email. Yeah. It's and very creepy.
0: And I was like, you are not to ever call these people. You're never to, like, give out your email address. and Like, none of this stuff. And she's like, yeah, but look at these connections. And sometimes I forget because we moved here To try to make it so that when she went to school, she would have, like, all these opportunities and meet people and be able to, like, you know, say, down the road, I have, like, all these connections because of living here. But they're going to come
1: from things that she does, not creepy people reading over her shoulder as she does her homework on a train.
0: True, but these people are giving her cards and legitimate websites of places to go to, and it's just so, it's like going, well, look, man, unless you're carrying around a card for every possible profession.
1: Which I wouldn't put past someone to do. It's a lot of effort. It um, is, but, like, people put in a lot of effort to be, like, dirtbags, man. Yeah,
0: people are creepy for sure. I guess, you know, the, the better your game is, the better your chances, but, so it's just <laughs> like, hey, don't, you know, don't talk to these people. Like, it's, you know, don't Talk to anybody on the trains. Like, this is not what you're here for. If you're gonna sit down and do homework, you can turn around. If somebody says, "Hey, what are you reading?" you can say, "My homework." And if they continue and just say, "I'm 16," right, and then that's the end of it. Because that
1: if- should frighten off any guy that's thinking that she's a college kid or something,
0: right? And I mean, we've had issues before where people like actually like would follow her from the train and say, "Here's my number, take it and give me a yeah. call." and and then I'm like, give me the number, I'm going to call the guy.
1: <laughs> and you have, and, and you <laughs> did,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know how old she is? And now do you want to know what's going to happen if you ever say hello to her again? <laughs> and then the story comes to an end.
1: It's frightening, yeah.
0: But, I mean, you know, it's like going, I don't talk to people, you shouldn't talk to people. It's like going, oh, take an example from me. And then here we are, coming back from the Islander game, and this guy just comes from out of nowhere. He
1: slides just, across the train. Literally.
0: <laughs> and sits right next to me and starts going into, hey, are you coming from the game tonight? And How did you know? i we <laughs> Yeah,
1: we both were wearing our jerseys. <laughs> Obviously.
0: Yeah, and it's like going, you gotta be kidding. It's like going, you know I came from the game. And I'm like, what the hell is going on with this dude now?
1: And it's late. Like, it's super late at night. It's like midnight-ish. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because, you know, you gotta get snacks before you- After the game. At yeah. home, for sure. Because
1: if you go to Brooklyn, you have to go to Junior's. Absolutely. That's just, it's- yeah, something
0: so, you do. yeah, we'd love them as a sponsor. We'd just pay <laughs> us in hot fudge. and
1: <laughs> Hot fudge and the something special sandwich. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Just go there like once a week. We'll throw we'll your banner up. So uh, this guy slides over and he was like, he's like, hey, he goes and says, you coming from the game? And I look at my shirt and I'm like, uh-huh. And he was like going, oh, he goes, I love hockey. I used to be a Rangers fan. He goes and says, it's so strange the islands are in Brooklyn. He says Ranger fan and I'm already tuned out. I'm like, I don't, you're done. I, like, because here in New York, if you're a Ranger fan, chances are you're not going to slide up to an Islander fan right. and offer him a great business opportunity.
1: Right. But we didn't even get to that point because he was talking about, like, he was given a lot of good hockey stats that, like.
0: Oh, yeah. He knew his stuff. Yeah, man, he did sure. know his stuff. And I was kind of, like, trying to just, like, uh huh, that's right. Whatever. Right, just kind of yeah. ignore this dude. I don't really care. <laughs> Because I am trying not only to save myself from whatever bullshit this guy is going to spew out at me.
1: Mm-hmm. Eventually, yeah.
0: But I'm also trying to prove a point to the kid. That, Your
1: precocious 16-year-old yeah, like, daughter.
0: Look, this is how you handle yourself. So the guy, like, continues on. And he was there with another couple. Um, he was probably in the 60s as well. Mm-hmm. And the couple that was sitting across from us that he was with was probably in their mid to late 20s they were all very very nicely dressed mm-hmm. and coming back from some sort of event mm-hmm. and um there they were in their suits and dresses and there we were in our hockey jerseys and i guess they figured oh well these guys maybe not dressed to the point of professionalism i can get them too mm-hmm. so he was like uh hey he goes are you looking for a job or do you know somebody that's looking for a job and i was like holy shit i'm like we're being solicited
1: yeah, like it just I'll switched. Wait. Like it just, we were one second we were talking about hockey, and then another second it was just like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, and I was like, well, I'm not looking for a job. I love my job. I'm not going nowhere. However, I'm like, if you know, I if I find anybody that's looking for a job, I'd be sure to pass your information on. And I'm like, going, depending on what you do, right? Which he was so vague. On, he didn't say what he did. He just said, "I help people financially." He goes and says, "I make opportunities happen, and if you're looking for something secure, I can help you out with it." Now, I'm not gonna say that I'm, I'm not gonna say the guy's name. I'm not gonna say his company because I mm-hmm. don't want to promote it. Because he did give me his card, mm-hmm. and uh, we looked it up. There is no way of telling what the hell this company does. So it's kind of like a traveling pyramid scheme. It seems like.
1: Yeah, like it really did seem just kind of shady. I mean, I didn't get to, I didn't look at
0: the website. It was bizarre because it's like we do financial services. But like what kind? Well, that's it. And it didn't say exactly what they do for financial services. Like <laughs> are you selling financial services? Are you investing? Are you like what What is it exactly what that What would you this say does? you do here? <laughs> And the answer would be not much, I think. (laughs) I go around, I recruit people, like they invest into this program, which is what it seemed like would wind up happening. Once you invest into this program, you would then get the training materials to go further with whatever it is they do. Right. But you're not told what they do. So you're investing in something you have no idea. But I'm sure people... On a train If you hit enough of them Somebody's gonna be like I'll give you my money The guy was definitely A hustler
1: He was a hustler And he was very friendly And like you own Like he was And he was very nice Like it was nice Talking to him
0: It was It was But It was bizarre Two days later when it was Sunday night at like 10 Mm o'clock and the phone rings and it's and I'm like, who the hell is this number?
1: And I got up and I grabbed the card and I was like, that's him, it's him because like his number's on on the business card and I was like, oh my god, that's him
0: and that happened because
1: (sighs) Yes, Tom, let's get into that part because we did skip right over that for some reason. How did he get your phone number, Tom?
0: I pulled a Tyler (laughs) And I gave him my phone number. And it was like, so, because that is so unlike me, but the guy was so charming. So it's not like, you know, I'm a little girl. I don't know any better. And I'm going to give somebody my phone number or my email address. It's like, I'm an adult. And I was completely charmed by this guy (laughs) to the point where I was like, sure. Here's my, I didn't think anything of it, but how I justified it was. I'm older and bigger than you.
1: Wait, because, yeah, because when we got out of the subway, as soon as we, like, because we had to transfer, <laughs> and as soon as we got off the su- like the one subway train to walk to the other train that we had to transfer to, she said, oh, don't give out your phone number, because she, and, like, she was lying in wait the whole time. Oh, yeah. Because you can never tell her anything. <laughs> like, she would make a fantastic lawyer if she wasn't so creative, because she will argue any point, to death. To death. Like she will not stop.
0: To the point where even if she's wrong, you'll be like, Fine, you're right. Just exactly. Go away. Just to shut <laughs>
1: just to shut it down. So the first thing she says is like, Oh, don't forget your phone number or don't give out your phone number.
0: <laughs> yeah. And my response to that was I'm older and bigger than you. A <laughs> lot in both of those. Right. And I wouldn't have given my phone number out if I didn't think that I could beat the shit out of this guy if he ever came <laughs> after me. And I'm like, going, you, however, at your, you know, 112 pounds or whatever it is, I'm <laughs> like, don't have a chance of somebody that's of that st- size and experience. I'm like, going, so don't compare yourself to me.
1: So you only engage people.
0: Who I could kill if I, mean, I have to. you could to. kill if
1: you have to. Yeah. So like Dolph Lundgren, you're just going to slide away from him. He'll just keep sliding down the train if Dolph Lundgren saddles up to you.
0: If Dolph Lundgren saddled up to me, I would just say, you look great for 55. <laughs> and that would be it. And that would be the end of the conversation. I don't think I'd be able to say anything else to Dolph Lundgren because I wouldn't want to piss him off. <laughs> because he does look great for 55.
1: I haven't seen him recently.
0: Yeah. This guy, however, I was like... I could totally take this guy. If you needed to. Yeah. I'd, I'd go right for the hip. <laughs> <laughs> you know, his age, man. You can get Straight him. Straight for the hip. Straight for the hip. I'll sweep the arthritis. That's what I would do. Sweep
1: just, the leg, Tommy. <laughs> just take
0: him right out, so. But, like, you know, I, I, it's hard to justify, like, not giving out your phone number when you're giving out your phone number. But See... I think it's a guy-girl thing, and I know it's a double standard or whatever, but, I mean, there is definitely a matter of girls are definitely more trusting than guys are.
1: I would never give out my phone number or email address. I wouldn't. And, I mean, my mom drilled. I mean, I was on a very short lease growing up, so I just am... If somebody talks to me, it's like I just... I turn awkward and I just like but if you they ask, don't want your number yeah, they your don't like I phone. just turn like they they don't ask
0: but look at a special kid I mean
1: like my mother is someone who you know like when they started asking for phone numbers at like stores like oh what's your phone number we'll put you in the system blah 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 my mom gave out a phone number that we had like 30 years ago like her first phone number after she got married
0: well they never call anyway
1: we don't know because my mom always gives out the old <laughs> number that we haven't had. in it was the number we had before 1983. So like, that's the, and like, it's almost impressive. Like, how do you remember that? So, like, I started giving out my phone number when people ask stuff like that, too, because she's kind of made me paranoid that, like, I'm going to be found. I'm going to be found somehow.
0: Was it your number from 15 years ago, which would be your mom's number now? And she's like, how is (laughs) everybody? Why are all these people calling me about these stupid services?
1: She does complain about the, like, do not call list that she's, like, requested to be on. She has threatened to call, like, every telemarketer.
0: But it's all because you're giving out her phone number. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm
1: not. No I'm not. I would give out that number because it's been ingrained and I would like look up at her and I remember the first time she did it, I like looked up at her at the cash register. I'm like, That's not our number, mommy and she's like and she just like looked <laughs> down at me and I was like, Oh shit, I'm in trouble.
0: <laughs> you see, I feel like if I don't give my real phone number to those places, like they won't be able to find my card because I never walk in with my card and they're always like, What's your phone number? And I'm like, That's my card number. Like, I walk in yeah, like, like CBS Reed, yeah. or Dwayne Reed, and, like, when I walk up to the counter, like, do you have a card? And I'm, like, not with me, and I automatically just start spewing out my phone number. Like, I feel like everybody has my phone number. I'm, like, I don't, whatever.
1: <laughs> and then you're always, like, whenever somebody calls you, you're, like, who's this? I'm not answering it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but, I mean, I never get a phone call from Kmart or, you know, from a pharmaceutical place. Well, that's sad. <laughs> no, Shucks. Like, Mr. Rody, your script is ready again. Okay, thank you. I'll be right down. <laughs> However, Five minutes later, you
1: problem. walk in with your hand
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our vices. What are you gonna do? <laughs> but I just found it weird. with This guy, like, just trying to, you know, recruit on a on in a, on a train because he looked midnight. like he was from New York too. Yeah. Like he was definitely a New Yorker, and it's kind of yeah like, for sure. You might have marked me as somebody not from here, but... Oh,
1: maybe. Like, we were taking a train back to Jersey or something.
0: Right. In which case, it's like, okay. But I think that one thing he has to work the kinks out of, even though, like, his whole spiel worked and he got my phone number (laughs) and he was able to contact me, I think one thing he has to work on is the fact that people coming back from hockey games at midnight, chances are... They don't need a second job because it's not cheap to go to a hockey game right. in Brooklyn. Or have a dinner.
1: jersey like <laughs> that jersey. jersey. <laughs> Jesus,
0: <laughs> I feel like my jersey probably costs as much as his suit. My it <laughs> was all. So it's like, oh, dude, we're dressed the same way. Only you know, different. It's, it's a different style. <laughs> <laughs> so don't think that I need a job. I'm good where I'm at right now.
1: Yeah, it was just the people that you meet sometimes on trains. Yeah, and it, just in public and social media stockings.
0: It's like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. You know, like the Eddie Murphy version (laughs) Saturday Night Live. And I know it's going to be like, younger people are going to be like, I have no idea what you're talking about either, but you should totally look it up.
1: Yeah, (laughs) you should, definitely.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. I think we got to wrap it up.
1: Yeah, I think we do got to wrap that up.
0: We just went rambling about old people And And
1: dog parks and...
0: Quicksand?
1: Quicksand, man. I'm <laughs> telling you. Somebody somebody, find it and report back to us.
0: Maybe we can roll some old people it. Let's see, <laughs> see what happens.
1: <laughs> Maybe we use them as filler. Like, we'll fill that hole up with old people.
0: <laughs> uh, whatever. They're all going to be in holes at some point anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Be sure to check us out on HighRegardShow.com.
0: And all social media under HighRegardShow. Um, and... We also got new news. We do
1: have new news. Tom, tell the crowd.
0: All right. I didn't think it was going to happen as quickly as it did. And in talking to some people, they were like, it might not happen at all because of, you know, our language sometimes. And we're just starting out. And we're just starting out and whatever. But somehow the iTunes store decided to start carrying the High Regard Show. So you can download us from iTunes. And if you're listening to this, please, if you've made it this far in the show, <laughs> just go to iTunes and, like, rate us, send a comment, because all that keeps us, like, on the iTunes store.
1: Coming into your ears.
0: Yeah. And we're going to so get
1: better. It's only going to get better.
0: We keep saying that, but we're three shows in. I'm still waiting for it to get better. No.
1: <laughs> I'm happy with we did good and next week's going to be really good because it's going to be a Halloween themed episode
0: maybe we'll get it down to only three takes maybe or four takes for maybe. next maybe. week maybe <laughs> 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 for next week let's see what happens we'll
1: skip the guns we'll skip the elderly and we'll just go straight to Halloween-y things
0: so no Starbucks either for next week
1: no Starbucks or ducks ah. but I'm sure I'll have something to tell you that I saved you from because it wouldn't
0: be us <laughs> <laughs> that's right it wouldn't be the hiring regard show without like something of much less regard <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks for listening
0: yeah everybody see you next week